Hey, everybody, it's Dirty Thursday, brought to you by River City Speedway. Oh, there we go. Brody and Bobby Eckert on the show today. How about that? We're going to talk a little IMCA. We're going to talk some Hall of Fame stuff and all kinds of good things. Uh, our show today, by the way, brought to you by Northwest Tire and Grand Forks, right down at Gateway Drive. They're looking to hire some people. Uh, need a front counter salesperson. You'd be working with customers, uh, writing up work orders, all of that kind of stuff, uh, selling tires. You know, that's what you do. Pay will depend on experience. They got benefits like PTO, health insurance, 401k, all that kind of stuff. If you uh, want to find out more about this, get a hold of Chad at 701-780-8473, or you can apply online at nwtire.com. Uh, we're waiting for Chad. Hopefully the other half of the Bullring boys, he's he's working on it. Uh, boy, that dude is busy. Uh, but hopefully he'll be in here in just a little bit. Uh, if you have any questions or comments for Brody or Bobby, to uh, 701-213-0863, our number. Feel free to text or call. I uh, already got guys texting John Beergar. Good morning, guys. One more day. The wait is finally over. Race season is here. Yeah, Nick uh, Nick Curtis. Good morning, guys. Uh, okay, uh, there we go. 701-213-0863. Uh, time now for our daily segment called Jokes My Neighbor Tells Me. This is really horrible. Um, I don't think Paul even liked it, but uh, here we go. I uh, was on my walk yesterday, and I got bit by a German Shepherd. I was walking down the street. The German Shepherd comes out, and he bites me. And I told my wife, and my wife is like, oh, my God, imagine if it would have been a small child. I'm like, well, I could have fought off a small child. Come on. What do you think? Not bad, huh? <laughs> uh, all right. A uh, couple of things we need to talk about here first. Uh, let's see here. Track schedules. Oh, River City Speedway tomorrow. We're finally going. Wayne Anderson Cup qualifier tomorrow. So that means the uh, NOSA Outlaw Sprints, Wissota Midwest Mods, Wissota Street Stocks, and the Wissota A Mods are going to be there. I am so stoked for that. We had a test and tune the other night. went really well. Devil's Lake Saturday, Pierce Stocks, Wissota Street Stocks, Wissota Midwest Mods, and the Wingless Sprints. And Sunday, the season opener at Buffalo River Speedway in Glendon. Uh, we were just talking earlier before we went on the air, and boy, I tell you what, they have done a lot of work over at Buffalo River Speedway. Jason and the crew over there uh, doing a, a fantastic job. Uh, let's see here. Also, I have got, uh, well, last night, uh, Forks Karting Association was supposed to get their season started. Uh, they got rained out. They kind of made it just a little bit of a practice night, uh, work out some bugs. It sounded like it went pretty good there until the rain started. And uh, I have also got the Forks Karting Association raffle tickets here for sale in the studio. They're 10 bucks pop somebody out there is going to win two thousand dollars that's not bad for ten dollars all right so uh hit me up if uh you are looking for forks carding association tickets and also um are we going to give those away today paul this okay um also you want to you want to play that quick or how should we do this okay watch this for just a second see if we can get this on here we've got another giveaway here we'll do quick The Midsummer Gone Country Music Fest is happening June 1st through June 3rd in Monaga, Minnesota. There's 14 hit country music acts playing over three days like Blackhawk, Colt Ford, Easton Corbett, and more. General admission, in addition to having on-site camping, will be available for RVs and tents. To find out more information about the Midsummer Gone Country Music Fest and how to buy additional tickets, scan the on-screen QR code, check out their Facebook page, or their website at midsummermusicfest.com. All right, now, by the way, all you have to do if you want to win these passes, which uh, are worth like 300 bucks, is sometime between now and the end of today's uh, Dirty Thursday show, go over to gfbestsource.com. You hit the Contact Us link at the top of the webpage and a message stating, I want those tickets, and we will randomly choose a winner. Uh, we will try to do that before the end of the show today. So, again, uh, just go to gfbestsource.com, hit the Contact Us link, and uh, you could win the pair of those tickets, uh, again, worth about 300 hundred dollars so uh sounds like it's gonna be a great time okay i think we got everything done uh first off our first guest let's introduce him everybody he drives the b2 this is brody eckert how you doing man i'm doing pretty good um yeah 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 you, you don't you, you're not a man for for words very much are you not really no he's a little different yep <laughs> we'll talk a lot with you and how you, how you doing old man Good. Thanks for having us. Good. I'm calling you old man. I'm making fun of him, and I don't even hardly know you guys. But um, um, 
We're gonna. We got a lot to talk about. Uh, first off, you know, and I had mentioned it to Brody. You know, he can bring a guest with, and I was kind of hoping he was gonna lean your way. I wasn't really sure, but um, uh, Bobby, everybody knows you. I knew who you were before I even knew who you were. It's just one of those things, um, and and that's not a bad problem to have. But um, we talked a little bit beforehand. Um, you raced for how long? You know, for pretty much all my life, but I really didn't get serious it, with it till 98, 99, mm-hmm. in that time frame. Um, and we raced until August of 2012, yeah. the last night I raced. Do you have any idea how many features you won, track championships, any of that kind of stuff? The championships, I don't. Um, we're at 97 feature wins. Wow, wow. And uh, some health issues kind of cut your career. I don't know if you want to call it short because you raced for a long time, but you ever think about those three more that could have got you to the hundo? It's, <laughs> it's funny you say that because it's still in the back of my mind that I, I would really like to get, you know, them three just to make that mark. Yep. Um, you know, in August of 2012, I didn't think it was over. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had won that last race uh, at Red River Valley Speedway when the Shotses mm-hmm. had owned the track. We had a year-end blowout, and uh, sort of a funny story. I, I was struggling with my back. That's pretty much yep. uh, what has taken me away from the racing. And uh, I was having some motor trouble, and uh, one of my best racing friends, Matt Peterson from Fargo, mm-hmm. had asked me and asked me to come down and race that event. His son, Tyler, was uh, just started his Be Modified career, and they were racing for shots that night in Fargo, and, and I just told Matt, I said, I... I'm sorry, but I just got too much going on. I just don't want to, you know, I can't take the time to put a motor in this car for one last mm-hmm. race. And of all things, he called me up and he said, uh, you have that car in Hillsboro tonight, he said, at 6 o'clock. That was on like a Tuesday night. And I'll take your car, I'll put a motor in it for you. Wow. And uh, you're going to be here Friday night to race. So he, he borrowed me a motor, he put the motor in my car, and uh, brought it back on Thursday night. We met in Hillsboro on Thursday night. Went and raced Friday. And of all things, it was the last race. Yeah. And won. And you won it. Yeah. And, and the reason I, I, I didn't know the 97 number, um, the, the reason I asked you that, because I, before we went on the air, I asked you, I said, uh, do you miss being in the seat? And your answer was every day. Um, it, 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 it's hard to walk away from it, isn't it? I mean, did, did you have, like, did you go that, that, that time? Um, you know, I can remember even, and then when you're, when you're done, you stay away. Did you stay away from the racetrack? Because it seems like almost every guy I know, the majority of them, if they hang it up, they won't go to the track for at least a year or two because they know how hard it is. Uh, or were you that kind of guy or did you go right back and, and spectate? Because I know it ain't easy spectating when you're used to being a driver. Good question. Uh, did I go back? I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably just cause I love the sport so much. Sure. But, sure. Um, not as, you know, from a competitor standpoint, but I still just love watching the racing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, do you think, I mean, with, we'll get into what's going on here, but you think there's ever a chance for you to get back in a car? It's funny you say that. I, I was in Minneapolis at the doctor trying to get some treatment on my mm-hmm. back and my feet. And um, long of the story, the short is they, they put some numbing medication in some of the nerves I'm having trouble with mm-hmm. on Tuesday. And when I called my wife on the way home, uh, the lidocaine or whatever I got was working. <laughs> and it was... Uh, Bobby, you know, all kinds of giddy. Oh. <laughs> and I, I told my wife, I said, uh, man, if I keep feeling like this, I said, there will be a couple of race cars on order here real quick. Mm-hmm, you know? mm-hmm. and, so, and what does she say about that? You know, she's been with me the whole time. Yeah. Well, she knew what she was getting herself into. No doubt. Yeah. yeah. And uh, great gal supported me forever. She'd let it happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. That's cool. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I, I hope I see it happen. All right. We better go to the kid here that uh, actually we've been promoting all week. Um, IMCA hobby stock driver, Brody Eckert. How are you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good. Good. Get that mic right up by your face. Tell us a little bit about yourself. I don't want to know anything about racing. Uh, tell uh, You're a student. Uh, what's the deal? Uh, I go to Red River High School. And I, I'm not going to hold that against you. I say that to everybody that goes there. But anyway, yeah. I go to Red River, and uh, I'm 17. I'm a junior. And I'm uh, going to graduate next year and hopefully, you know, mm-hmm. 
get on my feet a little bit. Yeah. Now, it's weird when you're in high school. Um, I would imagine, I, I don't know if you play sports or anything. Most guys I know that race cars, uh, they didn't or don't. But um, people can go into their high school, walk down the hallway and say, hey, man, you had a great hockey game last night. Or, hey, you look great at the Cushman Classic, blah, blah, blah. But how many people get to go to you and say, dude, you tore it up last night at Fargo. Uh, do people even know, besides your good friends, that this is what you do for fun? Well, I usually talk about it with my closer friends, yeah, mm-hmm. but uh, if I if I know somebody at school, they, they barely know. Yeah. Like, I, I try to get them into it, but they just don't have it. Yeah. How did you get your start? I mean, obviously, with your dad, but have you always been running the, the hobby stock, or did you start with carts, or how, walk us through how things got going for Brody Eckert. Well, um, my dad took me to a go-kart race when I was about five years old, and uh, uh, my good buddy Parker was racing, and I was like, hey, Dad, I want to do that someday. Uh-huh. And he just bought me a cart and just went from there. Um, raced that till I was like 10, something like that. Went to something called a slingshot. We raced those in Jamestown yep. and got them started. Mm-hmm. And then raced those for three or four years. Uh, and then I was ready to make the jump to Wissota Street Stocks that we raced here a little bit and Jamestown, Devil's Lake, something like that. Um, had a little scary moment up in Warren, Manitoba once I rolled my car. Um, got We had to sell that one, but <laughs> oh my God, it was scary. How many, how many times you roll it? Oh God, um, probably Enough? five, six times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was plenty. Yeah, was mom there? Oh yeah, yeah. What what mom have to say about it? Oh, she was scared to death. <laughs> and I mean, it's not funny, but but it kind of is. I mean, did you get hurt? Oh no, no. I mean, these cars are pretty darn safe. Uh, you know, we hear about accidents, and and guys do get hurt, but guys get hurt walking across the street too, and and walking down their stairway, and, and but. So you just decided one day you wanted to race, and, and the old man hooks you up for this. Uh, yep. That didn't work for me. <laughs> but how cool is that, huh? Yeah, I'm pretty fortunate. I uh, got a text here from Terry Blacklance. Uh, I've got a late model that Bobby could hop in just to play some night. Oh, you see? Yeah. It's not that I don't want to, Terry. <laughs> Work in progress. Yeah, I, I talked to Terry for just a couple of minutes at Test and Tune the other night. It's always good to see him. All right, so you get into this IMCA hobby stock. How was the learning curve for that? Well, since I've been racing uh, street stocks a little bit, it's been, um, I'd say it wasn't an easy jump, but it was pretty rather, you know, nice because, like, it's a little speed difference in the cars. Sure. And uh, it's a better learning experience for me besides that street stock. Yeah. I, I would love to get back into a street stock someday, but I think the hobby stock's where I'm at right now. Yeah. So you did street stocks for a while, and then you decided with the IMCA hobby stock. Now, a lot of people don't know this. Um, what is the difference between the IMCA hobby stock and the Wasota street stock? They're, they're very similar. Uh, the frames... The skeleton of the cars are virtually identical, Mm -hmm. two minor changes. The biggest difference is is that the tire in the Wasota Street Stock compared to the Hobby Stock is much different. The the tire in the Wasota Street Stock is a dedicated race tire. Mm -hmm. The tire in the IMCA is a dedicated street tire that you would use on your vehicle. Yeah, I didn't know that. Um, Biggest thing there is... The financial cost. Sure, sure. Uh, the street tires are a little bit less money. Yeah. They last longer. Mm-hmm. So that's a big difference. Um, the motors are similar, same family, similar. A few, few minor changes. The Wissota car has more performance mm-hmm. uh, than the IMCA ones per the rules. The exhaust is different. A little bit more limited on IMCA versus the Wissota. Uh, transmissions now are a huge difference. We use a transmission in the IMCA car that was prevalent in the late 60s. Oh. In the General Motors era. Yeah. Uh, if you want to use an automatic, you can. Power glide transmission. Sure, well. sure. Or the other choice is a manual three-speed that you would see in your 
1969 Impala. It's probably not on the tree. <laughs> yeah, right. So there's some differences there. Um, they're, they're similar. They're the same family. They look the same. Yep. Um, just pretty much it boils down to the rules. Yep. Um, and who dictates them. You know, they're a different sanctioning body. So if you were to put five Wissota Street Stocks on the track along with five IMCA Hobby Stocks, what would the finish be like on most times? Um, you know, the track conditions would play a lot into that. Mm-hmm. If, if you had a horsepower track where traction was available, sure, sure. Um, you're not comparing apple to apple. Right, okay. Uh, if the track was dried off and a little more polished up, where it's a little more finessey, the Wasota car would still have an advantage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm not saying that you couldn't get an IMCA car up in the top five. Well, and you know, it doesn't matter what class. I mean... We've seen it before with the outlaw sprint cars. Uh, there's some guys that are maybe still running a 360 or something, but depending on track conditions, they still got a little something for those 410s. And uh, speaking about got a little something, look who walked in the studio today. The one, the only, the other half of the Boring Boys, Chad Hoff. Better late than never. Thank you for coming yeah. in, dude. Yeah, you betcha. Not a problem. Sorry I I'm got, late. I got that text, and it's like, oh, man. I know. I don't even know these guys. I, and shoot, I, them. Them. I shoot them out the door. Yeah, that's what I see. Yeah, oh, I shoot like, them out the door. I'm um, going to open up my Coke Zero in case everybody wants to know it's a Coke Zero. Isn't that just a wrap? No, it's oh, not. Okay, it's okay, okay. Uh, say, by the way, jeez. <laughs> Anybody, uh, we still have those tickets up for grabs. What are we giving uh, away? It's, it's uh, a pair of tickets, three-day yeah. passes for the Midsummer Gone Country Music Fest down in Monaga. Uh, Blackhawk, Colt Ford, Easton Corbin. Yeah, uh, Colt it, Ford's it, a good one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, these tickets, uh, the two of them worth about 300 bucks. So, Say that um, name again, Monoggin. Monaga. Monaga. Yeah, Monaga, Minnesota. Yeah. It's not that far away, a couple-hour drive. Uh, here's what you do. You go to gfsource.com. You hit the Contact Us link at the top of the webpage, and then you message us saying, I want those tickets. Do it. We'll pick somebody to win uh, sometime during the show here. You can head on over to Monaga. Monaga. There we go. Yeah. All right. Uh, Chad Hoff is yeah. back. Brody and Bobby Eckert. Um, I know these two. Yep. Yep. You, um, yep. you got any questions for him? Because I got a lot more. But You got a lot more. No, you go ahead. I'm, I'm, I'm interested. I liked hearing about the switch over from the Wazota to the IMCA. That's pretty uh, – uh, it's a difficult decision. I bet it was because this is your home track, right? Now you got to travel to Fargo all the time for racing. Yep. I mean, that's different. But you are a very dominant – driver and and i believe still the youngest winningest one in fargo he had that record chad for a while and dad was pretty proud of that because yeah. that was what 68 years of competition that, yeah yeah that record you know that he broke wow the that is crazy so you didn't know that, huh? that no that is cool i mean uh, now correct me if i'm wrong uh, last year uh let's see track championship at red river valley speedway how many times Norman is that County now? raceway how many times is that now red river valley um, two, two, two championships there. You won Norman County. Two yep. championship there. How many there? Uh, just the one. J- oh, just the one. Just the one. Okay, so okay. Here's last year now. Uh, Red River Valley Speedway champion, uh, Norman County Raceway champion. Eleven wins, seventeen top fives, <laughs> eighteen top tens, two points championships. Not a bad year. Yeah, not bad at all. That's, he's a wheel man for sure. <laughs> no kidding. I feel bad for Corey Linton because I had him in victory lane too, and it's tough to get words out of him edgewise. But, <laughs> but we you do ever, a good job. You ever get excited? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He, I mean, yeah, if I you tell. watch him, yeah, you can tell. <laughs> he's definitely not like his dad. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. Jeez. But he, he is a wheel man, though. I mean, you get to watch him here mm-hmm. at, at home at the home track where he, where we had have him and. He's a wheelman. Does a really good job. Yeah. You know he likes where, where you can definitely feel out where the track positions are, where it's wet. Mm-hmm. You know he can find he finds the traction. Yeah. So and, and, and you know the very first time I saw you run, I don't know if we were here or if we were at uh, maybe I was up at Devil's Lake. I can't remember. Right. But all I knew is okay, who's Brody Eckert? And I got well, it's got to be related to Bobby. It has to be. You know. And 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 I started figuring it out. And it came, oh B two. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. It's got to be, you know, he's got to be Bobby's kid. But um, explain to me now, uh, and well, before we get to that point, um, well, <laughs> I know where you're going. There's there's this national stuff that, yeah. that he was trying to explain to me. But before we, we get into that, 
Um, people have been telling me a rumor that you are maybe going to move to a modified. Now, explain how this is going to work with the modified. Then I'm going to go to you, and ex- you can explain how this whole national thing works. Because, yeah, okay, tell us about this. Well, basically all my life, since my dad used to race modifieds, I've always wanted to drive a mod. Sure. So um, it's a feeling-out process for this year, but we're hoping to get it on the track by... I don't know. Next week, test and tune. Is this a Mazota A mod or IMCA? Uh, it is a IMCA sport mod, but sport we mod. Are, okay, we're building it so we can make it into a Wasota B mod if we have. Okay, to. okay. We'll be able to switch it nightly by simply changing tires, which is yep. Mm-hmm. One one end, you're going to have a little bit of a disadvantage, yeah. but at least we'll be able to come to River Cities, yeah, and perform. You know, by changing tires and a couple other small. So your schedule will be pretty big then if you start going to the sport mod Wasota B mod. I mean, that's going to be. Well, I told John earlier, I said, I think the goal for this year with this modified is in, in IMCA, he can race 15 nights this year. If you hit 16, uh, you're kicked out of the rookie of the year ranking. So if we can do 15 or under in IMCA this year, and yeah. he shows that he's got some promise in this class after a month or two here down the road, then we'll probably try and run for the national rookie of the year in IMCA next year right. with that modified Sure. With Soda, we can race, I believe, five nights this year and still apply to run for the Rookie of the Year next year. So yeah. we'd have to make a decision over the winter. Do we want to concentrate? Which on- one do you want to go for? Correct. Yeah. 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 And I know your, uh, your pit crew is pretty hard on you sometimes, huh? Oh, yeah. I bought a man. <laughs> I can about imagine. That's dad. Yeah, I'll be in trouble last night on the way home from Fargo. I, I oh, you did te- testing to him? Yeah. yeah. I, I tease my friends that. You know, the sermon lasted till Hillsboro or the sermon lasted till <laughs> Thompson or sometimes they never end, you right, know, by the yeah. time you get home. But uh, last night I got in trouble. I was, we talked about a couple things and looks at me out of the corner of his eye and said, it was just a practice. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. You know, that, that, that happened uh, to me years ago, yeah. uh, but it was hockey. And it got to the point where um, I, I quit talking. Yeah. Um, I figure, okay. He knows enough now where I'm just going to leave it, and I'm not going to say anything. There <laughs> yeah. were some really quiet ride homes, uh, rides <laughs> home, but um, he knew enough where if he wanted to bring it up, I'd talk about it. Yeah. Uh, I, I, you know, you get sick and tired of hearing the old man say, come on, man, you got to move your feet. Come on, man, put your head up, you know, well, and, and yeah. all of that. And Parker has the luxury of having me coach him in football and mm, baseball. Oh, so. boy, isn't he lucky. So, he, yeah, he's, <laughs> he's getting the sermon a lot. So, and this weekend we travel to Fargo for a tournament. So, yeah, we'll see oh, what happens. cool. But, yeah. Cool. Um, boy, Fargo, do you see they, they booked over, they scheduled over 1,900 games in youth baseball, not counting tournaments. Yeah. What is your son 19, doing? That's, he drinks a lot of beer while he's doing <laughs> <laughs> How the hell they do it. Yeah. Okay. So, the mod thing. Now, how important is, is it? This is so cool. Because... Did, are you a mechanically inclined kid? I mean, do you did you grow up taking crap apart and putting it back together? Or did it come down to where the old man is saying, look, if you want to do this, you've got to learn how to work on this stuff? Or have you always been that kind of guy? Or, or how is that going for you? Well, um, I'm taking an autos class in high school, and that's mm-hmm. what I want to do when I'm older. Okay. But- uh, yeah, my dad just tells me what to do, mm-hmm. and like he shows me how to do it, and then yeah, I just figure it out. Okay. Dude, you got you got a hell of a teacher, you know that, right? Yeah. I mean, and so to have the experience that your dad has in the field, especially racing, uh, there's a lot of racers out there that learn that don't have that kind of backing. You know what I mean? Have that experience in your corner. So yeah, soak in this sponge as much as you can. That way, when he, when he can't do it no more, and you're like, I know what I'm doing, Dad. Then you can look the side eye at him then too and be like, "Come on, yeah, 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 get out of yeah. my shop." Then you're already <laughs> then you're already doing what he's thinking. So mm-hmm. to have that knowledge at that, that's a big deal. So yeah. if you can soak that in, that's just my that's just my parenting tip of the day. Yeah, soak, soak that in, buddy, because that I wish you know a lot of the driver. My dad taught me how to uh, fix snowmobiles. I just soak mm-hmm. that in. Yep. You know, a lot of parents don't have that ability. The kids want to do the job. They want to race. Mm-hmm. They want to be there, but they don't have, they have to have somebody come help them sure. figure it out. Yeah. My dad so, taught me how to siphon gas. Yeah. <laughs> but see, he has so much in his corner right now of what, oh, you know, for sure. so I just pu- push him a little bit to yeah soak it in. I know it gets frustrating sometimes because it is our dad telling us, well, you got to do this and this and this, but 
They're doing it for a reason. And later on, I will tell you later on, I'll be like, God damn it. My dad was right. He was, I'm not telling him that, but uh, he, yeah. Well, unfortunately I told everybody now, but so soak it in, dude, because you're going to, in, in the experience you have right now, and just with your wins and everything you have, and if the mod stuff goes well, holy yeah. crap, this kid's going to be a I terror. I mean, uh, you know what? going to uh, be a terror. You know, Bobby, uh, River City Speedway Hall of Fame. Hall of Famer. Uh, yeah, you got a pretty darn good teacher there. Yeah. Um, we do have a question. Uh, let's see. Ask Bobby if you question. can run a 16-volt battery in a sport mod. <laughs> <laughs> That's from uh, Matt. Matt Peterson asked that question. That's my dear friend right there. He's got my corner, doesn't yeah. he? <laughs> <laughs> okay, story. Yeah, it's story time. volt battery. Yeah, um, 100% my fault. Yeah. Look you right in the eye and tell you that. We, uh, we raced pretty hard in a super stock. Um, and when they were fading, the Masori, Masora Midwest mods yep. were gaining ground. Yep. So we decided we better have one of them. And race not only the Superstock, but the Minnesota Midwest Mod at the same time. Okay. So in the Superstocks, the rules stated you could run whatever battery you wanted. 99% of all vehicles use a 12-volt battery. Mm-hmm. Right. In the racing world, they make 16-volt batteries. Very, very small advantage, but an advantage. It's about two-horsepower Back in that day, that it would give you. Oh wow! Oh wow! Okay, I didn't know that. My, I had an extra one on the shelf, a sixteen volt battery. <laughs> so when we were building our Midwest modified, it was common sense that you know there's a brand new battery sitting on the shelf. Let's put it in the modified, and you know it was sticking out the back of the modified. It said sixteen V right on the back of it. Yeah, and clear as day, God and everybody could see it just as well as anything. You know, yeah. sticking out the back and. We started off pretty good in the car. We, we won a few features, and at the time, uh, Kevin Friff was running Devil's Lake Speedway and wanted a 66-lap, why 66, I don't know, but a 66-lap, $1,000 to win Midwest Modified Show. Yeah. Don't sound like a big deal in today's world, but that, that pretty big oh, back yeah. then. That was know? big yeah. money. Sure. So we, we set our sights on... Uh, course winning that race right and we did and um a few of my fellow competitors had waited till that night to file oh. an official protest on can't have a 16 volt battery oh jeez, <laughs> couldn't beat you so they had to beat you one way or another huh you know, nobody's fault but my own no well you know it's probably a, in the rule book you know but oh, it was yeah absolutely see. if you you know if you read the fine print and nobody's fault but mine but the more of the story is it was a it was a kick in the shin yeah lost a thousand bucks which hurts uh, yeah um <clears throat> nice trophy beautiful trophy yeah. four foot trophy <laughs> travis sour actually was second behind me and uh the promoter asked me he said to uh give him the trophy back and of course i wanted that trophy i yeah. still won that race right yeah so i said would it be okay if i was to pay for that trophy whatever it costs and you could get travis another trophy and he agreed oh get, nice get my battery i uh i still got the battery today uh, <laughs> the soda, the soda confiscated the battery, you know, which is protocol, right? Sure, and, sure. Um, of all things, it sat on a shelf out in Devil's Lake, and he couldn't ship it because you couldn't ship a hazardous material with liquid in it real easy back then. <laughs> so he called me one day when the season was over, and he come might even the- been a year and a half later. Yeah, come get your battery, and yeah. He said, do you want this? I said, you know, I need it as a trophy. Yeah. So I have that battery in the wow. battery charger. took a special charger and charged <laughs> it. Sitting on my, my shop. And uh, every now and then somebody will ask, like, what the heck's that doing up there? Well, if you got 15 minutes, here goes the yeah, story. Yeah, here's the story. No, that, that's funny. That's actually a cool story. Rob, Rob Ryerson says, Matt Peterson, you win. And Matt replied, more stories, but I'll keep them to myself. <laughs> LOL. <laughs> now, I wanted to ask you this, Brody. Um, if, say, the old man would accidentally put a 16-volt battery in your car and you got popped for it, would you be able to yell back at him? That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. We're just going to leave it at that? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I love what they said. That's a good the question. Part of I'm that, leaving it at that. That whole story was he, he had the same race the following year. Mm-hmm. And uh, we went back, and um, boy, the meter was on kill. Yeah. We had one thing to do, and there was nothing else was Prove acceptable yep. going home. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we ended up doing that, and that was with a 12-volt battery. So you kind of got yeah. your, your justice back, I guess you could call it. Yeah, it, it put a final stamp on that story. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, like you can't, you couldn't beat me with a 16 volt, and you called me out on it. Well, here you go, son. Mm-hmm. Great. I'm gonna bring my 12 volt and kick your. Unfortunately, my good friends can never forget about that. Well, yeah, of course right. not. That's what good friends are for. <laughs> it's um, always good story times. Heck yeah, I mean it's perfect. Uh, Brody, now I know it's got to help. You know, an advantage, if you will, when you first start um, having a dad that that got the knowledge and the racing ability and the skills that your dad has. Now, how much of that is rubbing off on you? Are you able to say now, um, you know what, we need we need to either change the gears or we need to change the setup. Um, are you f- comfortable with that, or do you still kind of lean on the old man a little bit for maybe what he can see from the pits? Or or can you come in now and say, hey, we need to fix this? Or do you kind of both work together on this? Well, it goes either way. Like, if he usually finds a problem and uh, tells me, that we need to do this, but sometimes, occasionally, I will say that something's up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Stevenator, Brody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we love the Stevenator. When you when you uh, see like your dad was just talking about his biggest wins he had in his career, that thousand dollar to win. Have you had any races that are big money up yet? Um. Well, last year there was two races um, in Ada and Fargo um, for five hundred dollars to win. Mm-hmm. Um. I and they got to draw through the top ten, and uh, in Ada, I fortunately drew the number two spot. Oh, and there was how many cars there? Like there was a full field that night. Yeah, yeah. full field, so twenty five plus. Then there, I was set on kill the whole time. <laughs> I was I was running up front. I got passed, and then there was a caution. So um, restart. I was just I was just gone after that. Good racing throughout, but. Yeah, it was pretty much I had it made. Now, that's wow. twice I have heard that term. I was on kill the whole time. Yeah. Okay, you say we got good questions. Let's throw this one out there. <clears throat> if the old man does happen to get back in a car again, um, I asked this one to do uh, John Sang when yeah, he was he here. Okay, and you've got Bobby and Brody, last lap, coming out of turn four, side by side. Announcers like me are about pooping their pants up there. You going to trade paint? Is is it still going to be on kill? I'll ask you first. You know, if I ever do get to race my dad, I, I'm going to be set out to beat him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's an awesome. That one answer. way or another, would, would yes. you would you put him into the wall? Would you rub I would him not a little put bit? Put him into the wall, race no. clean. Yep. Okay. And and how about you, Dad? Yeah, Dad's got less nights, you know, in his uh, yeah. inventory than what the kid does. I I, I wouldn't wreck him, but. I'd maybe get him out of my way for yeah. that. Okay. I, you just hit him, just I, give him a little yeah. tap. I, I yeah. figured, I figured his answer would change a little bit when he first said, "I would never put him into the wall like that." Yeah. I figured you'd ease up on your answer well, no, a little bit. He's going to say that because then he's got to work on it. Right. See, that's, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you put him in the wall. Guess what you're doing tonight? We're going to go hit the hammer here. No. Uh, no. Tony Obergon asked Bobby about our cross country run from Grand Forks to Aberdeen to Deer Creek and back to Aberdeen in a snowstorm and then encounter. With an ex-pro hockey player? Huh? What? Oh, my. Oh, these friends they got, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have enough time? You thought they were your friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's all good. We, uh, we were chasing super stock national points. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we were in second or third in the nation. Buzzy Adams won that, that year. Mm-hmm. Uh, was sold to rank your best 30 shows. And you can race... 200, if that's what you want, but they yep. take your best 30. Yep. So it came down the end of the year at uh, Aberdeen. They used to call it the Winter Nationals. Mm-hmm. Terry Volk used to run the track there. It was nice in Grand Forks. The weather was good. And uh, we were working on our 31st show. So I had one show to kick out. Uh, Buzzy Adams, which now does our vinyl work mm-hmm. on our, our car, was leading the nation, and I think Buzzy that year had 96 or 98 nights, so Jeepers. Buzzy was going to be able to kick out <laughs> wow. 68 nights, and yeah. we yeah. were working on one, and and Buzzy was there, uh, was planning on going. So we took off in uh, this old Chevy Dually we had, 
heading for Aberdeen, and we stopped at the rest area right there on the corner of Highway 12, I believe, where you turn to go into Aberdeen. Yep, yep. And it, it was cold. I mean, it was like, wow. We got out, and it was like 28, 29 above cold. <laughs> it's like, this can't happen. Right. And, and so we sat on the corner, waited for a couple hours, deciding what to do. Deer Creek was racing that night. And it's like, oh, Terry finally pulled the plug. It's going to have a Saturday-Sunday show instead of a Friday-Saturday show. So off we went, going pretty near as fast as that old dually would go up and down the road, three and a half miles to the gallon. <laughs> <laughs> Back when gas was a little Creek. cheaper. Yeah. And uh, Brad Sang was... Uh, well, if he had a super stock back then, it might have been right during the transition, probably a late model, early stages of his late model career. And I called him. I said, come on, let's go. Let's go to Deer Creek. If we go hard, we'll make it. And we did. He, he, he was behind me maybe by an hour, I suppose. And uh, it was one of them times where you feel like a cold coming on. Oh, oh yeah, uh, you can feel like, it. Yep, yep. yep. It's like, holy smokes, this is one of the dumbest things we have done in a long time. It didn't feel real good, but you had to race, right? Yep, trying, sure you trying. do. Never would have caught Buzzy. Yeah, we had one night to go. Buzzy had 68 on yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So off we went, and we headed cross-country through Minnesota, heading towards Deer Creek. Called the racetrack about every 30 minutes, and it was, don't want to degrade anybody, but the lady said, keep coming, keep coming, you know, it's, we're on, we're on. We get about halfway there, and it's snowing. Like, boy, there's something wrong here, you know. Had to keep going, though. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and keep moving. That's what you do. So it quit snowing, and we get about 30 miles away from the racetrack, and she called me back and said, sorry, it's raining now, and it's going to turn to snow. Oh, no. And at this point, I was sick. Like, yeah. oh, I just wanted a bed. And yeah. I had the flu and cold and sore throat, and you name it. You know, it's just down and out. So of all things, uh I told my wife, I said, you have got to drive back to Aberdeen so we can race. And she did. Uh, I think Tony was with us. I know he wasn't. I think he might have been the one that got me sick because he was sick himself too. So we stopped at a truck stop. I got myself. It seemed like a quart of NyQuil back then. Yeah. Down the hatch she went. Oh, yeah. Climbed in the backseat of that dually with my 100-pound yellow lab. Used him (laughs) as a pillow. And... I kicked my shoes off sometime throughout the night. Denise was driving that dually down the road, and I could hear just constantly. She was on the gas, off the gas, and I forgot about it for a while and put the blinders on. Finally, it's like, something's wrong. I said, Denise, what's going on? She goes, there's cars all over in the ditch, and there's a snowmobile next to us going down the road. I said, what the world? I said, pull over. You know, I don't know if it was a NyQuil that was right. making me all whacked out, but sure enough. Off she goes, and I open up the door, jump out on the passenger side on the interstate. I think it was I-90 we were on. Hadn't turned to go north yet. Six inches of snow, standing there in my bare feet with my, you know, my short or my socks. Yeah. It's like, what happened? (laughs) So I jump in the truck, drive back to Aberdeen. We get into the hotel like 5, 30, 6 o'clock in the morning. And we, we had to win that deal. Yep. No second, no nothing. We had to win. So we went Saturday night and raced, and uh, things did not go well. Um, can't remember the guy's name and respect to him, but he was a retired NHL hockey player. And I knew I had to win the heat, start up front. There were 60-some cars there. <laughs> so I put a little pressure on the guy. Yeah. Um, and I accidentally got into this hockey player guy. And... Uh, Came back to the pits with my head hanging a little bit, and Tony's standing next to me, and I shut my car off, and I looked up at him, and please tell me that guy's not walking over here. <laughs> He's about 10 spots down from us. Yeah. Uh, nobody's looking at you, and his arms are waving pretty hard, Tony says. <laughs> I got my composure a little bit, and I said, what's going on now? Still sitting in the car. I don't know. We walked in the trailer, Tony said. I said, please tell me you ain't bringing a hockey stick out. <laughs> Tony says, well, what are you going to do? I don't know what you're going to do. Put but the I, window net back yeah, up. I said, if that guy comes down there, I have one chance. I'm going to have to use my car. <laughs> uh, 
thanks for the story, Tony. Oh, it was a good story, fun. but oh, man. it was a long weekend. Mm. Uh, I tell you what, we're going to have to take a little break here. Okay. Uh, we, we need to uh, thank some of our sponsors. And uh, one of our big sponsors we want to give a shout-out to. And uh, hopefully this commercial runs long enough because I really got to go to the bathroom. But let's hear from Muskox. <laughs> Hey, if you move snow with a skid steer, you've got to see the muskox difference. A patented back drag feature allows operators to blow snow while back dragging in front of obstructions. You know, garage doors, siding, and fire hydrants. Now this saves time and money while lowering injury risk by decreasing manual labor. The optional dual auger, called the dually, helps the operator eat through big snowfalls, ice-crusted snow, and blow more snow while back dragging. And the glide plate, it allows you to glide over grass and gravel without ripping up the off surfaces. Subsequently, create an instant torque of the lower cutting edge to break up snow and ice to better expose hard surfaces. See the muskox difference. Go to muskox.com or Facebook at muskox snowblowers or call 218-288-1905. See the difference for yourself. It's the muskox difference. <laughs> All right. Thank you, muskox. Also want to thank our friends at Vavilene Instant Oil Change. Life doesn't ever seem to slow down. Everything needs to be done right now. When it comes time for an oil change, stop in a Vavilene Instant Oil Change. Most oil changes are done within 15 minutes. Vavilene Instant Oil Change does more. Transmission, coolant flushes, tire rotations, and batteries. Includes your oil change. It'll top off all your fluids. Check the battery lights, wipers, and cabin air filter, which is very important. You'll get discounts for fleets to the military, too. They can text e- text emails or text and email invoices and mention GFBS and get $10 off your oil change. Valvoline's oil change is open Monday through Saturday with no appointment needed. A pickup delivery is available within Grand Forks. Actually, I heard they'll pick up in, uh, in Minto, too, if you need something done. Give them a shout there. Uh, just kidding on that. Complete all changes and more. <laughs> 3325 South 38th Street. Or call 701-780-8462 and tell them GFBS sent you. And if you said that Chad read that, Ben will give you even more off. <laughs> so there you, you know, go. Uh, I yeah. just have a kick seeing if people can read my writing. Uh, thank I you always, very much. I always change your handwriting. It's clean. Yeah, yeah it, it's not bad. It's yeah. not bad. Uh, it's by better. the way, we, we, still have, uh, yeah, we still have those uh, pair of passes. Um, if you want to go down to the Midsummer Gone Country Music Fest in Monaga, first through the third, Monaga, Minnesota, fourteen big bands over three days. These things are worth three hundred bucks. All you got to do is uh, reach out to us. Okay, reach out to us, gfbsource.com. Hit the contact us link at the top of the web page, and just leave us a message saying I want those tickets. Uh, Brody and Bobby Eckert on the Dirty Thursday Show today, brought to you by River City Speedway. Now we were talking to you, Brody, earlier about. Um, how it is with with being in high school, um, probably a lot of people that you go to school with that you bump into every single day have no idea what you do. Um, and that's where it comes into the IMCA with sort of thing. Uh, do you wish that you raced on a weekly basis in Grand Forks uh, at River Cities? Because, well, for one reason alone, where, you know, you might have these guys in the hallway going, damn, man, I saw you run the other night. The new blah, blah. You know what I mean? Do would you like to race here more? Well, you know, yeah, I like to track here a lot. Um, if I ran here more, it's closer to home, so we get home earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Fargo's fun. I, I really enjoy it there. You do. Too. Yeah. Uh, do they get as good of a crowd? Um, usually, I would say, yeah, mm-hmm. they they get a pretty good crowd there. Yeah, I yeah. think with nothing with with everything else, it all depends on what happens that day, right? So, I mean, yeah, the lake gores and everything else, but. That grandstand is massive there, too. Yeah, I yeah. mean, they have a nice grandstand, you know, do a great job with the track. It, it, they seem to be they seem to pull in good attendance there. I mean, you, you know, I, I, I'll i be honest with you. I haven't been to that racetrack since it's a half-mile track. Yeah. And I used to go up there for the World of Outlaws. Um, some of the boringest racing that back with the half-mile in these World yeah. of Outlaws. Yeah. I mean, the difference between first, second, third, fourth, fifth could have been 15 seconds. Yeah. You, you don't see that now. No. You don't see that at River City Speedway. I mean, the first 10, first through 10th could be a second, a second and a half. Well, especially difference. They, catch, they catch lap traffic, what, in lap seven? Yeah, right, right. I mean, right. so that's a big difference there. That is a huge difference. Yeah. Steven Ader, Brody Eckert is the best hobby stock driver. Steven Ader's, I think he's got a man crush on you, dude. Yeah. 
Yeah, we're good buddies. At the he's track. a great guy. He's yes. he's a great guy. I run into him uh, where he works. My son lives over in that neck of the woods in Fargo. Yeah. And uh, so once in a while, I'll, I'll go into the store where, where Stephen Ader works, and it's like, hey, what's up? And there he is, usually I, on a Sunday. I ran into Stephen Ader at, uh, at a Fargo Force game. I went down to watch a Sioux Falls Stampede play because Jackson Panzer plays with them. So I went and watched, yep, yep. Went and watched Mr. Panzer. And he comes in, and he's like, oh, you're here to watch the force? And I'm like, no, I'm here to watch the stampede. He's like, rrr, rrr, rrr. <laughs> he got He got on me pretty good, yeah. Stephen Dater did. But I tell you what, that kid is a character. I love talking to him with a racetrack. The sport of dirt track racing? Yeah. They can use a lot more Stephen A lot more Stephen You're absolutely right. You are So much positivity. Right. Uh, between every feature race when he's there, him and I will find each other, and we'll pick a, we'll pick a winner. And if I lose... Oh man, does I he he tells me. Yeah, you know, he's oh, very yeah. very aware. So yeah. Uh Billy Schletter, uh yeah, hopefully we can. Can we finally say it's race day Friday tomorrow? I, I don't want to ju- No, I'm not gonna say nothing. Yet. No, no, no cars I know we're not racing. <laughs> it's forty four degrees outside yeah. right now. <laughs> Just yesterday that you know it was ninety or eighty eight, whatever it yeah. was. Uh yeah. all of a sudden the wind picked up. And all of a sudden, the temperature dropped about 20. Now, this is yeah. funny because we were supposed to start catfishing last night for league. Oh, okay. Well, it's still, the ramps are pretty muddy, you know, on the north end. We didn't want to wreck anything, destroy anything. You know, you're talking 30 trucks with trailers and boat, you know. And, yeah. And then, but the one guy kept saying, oh, and the wind is really supposed to pick up. It would be miserable. I couldn't imagine being out there if that when when that, oh, wind, that hit, wind picked up. Oh, would have been crazy. Yeah. Um, how about this? Congratulations, John Beergard. You won yourself the tickets to the Midsummer Gone Country Music. You're yes. going to Magana. Yep. You better make sure you got your cowboy boots on there, buddy. You're gonna have a good, good, good time. Lace them up. Yeah. Um, or they don't lace. You slip them on. Yeah, you sir. <laughs> lace them up. <laughs> got a cowboy boots you wear. Um, <laughs> I'm not telling. <laughs> so. Talking about this year, uh, you got a pretty aggressive schedule, as, as aggressive as you can be with, with what you want to do. Now, we talked about you rolling your car. Is that the only bad wreck you've been in? Well, um, Devil's Lake, like last year, um, oh, yeah, yeah. We, we were there, and somebody put me into the wall, and I kind of rolled the fence a little bit. Mm-hmm. Down the front straightaway. Yep, yeah, right down the at least half of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So now you destroyed a car junk yep how do you how do you what's dad say about that oh i can tell you (laughs) i got a phone call (laughs) oh you did (laughs) sorry bro (laughs) but that was a funny phone call i want to know about this phone call huh no it's secret um secret time so all of a sudden are you scrambling looking for another car or what'd you do well we had well, it was basically the end of the year, so we didn't have any more shows after that. Yeah. But we had a new car sitting there, like an old 2020, I'm pretty sure. And we just built that. And the Fargo car that we had for that year, we made that into our Ada car. So oh, now, okay. our new car is what we had yesterday at the Test and Tune. And uh, so we've been racing in Fargo for the past year. So you know, make, make sure I'm right here. You got two cars for a track for Ada, so it's set up, ready to go. And the track for, for, for Fargo, ready, set up, and go. So there's not a lot of... No, I tested, like, you just go. I got you. That's actually very, very smart. Yeah. How many high school kids, you know, have two race cars? Uh, no. What? One. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, one. Yeah. But look how smart that is because you, oh, for sure, Ada races Thursday, so you have no time to prep that thing. And then the next night is Fargo. There's no time to take care of that either. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's pretty crazy. Uh, you know, I had, there's two guys I know that ran IMC uh, Hobby Stocks, the Beater Boys out of Minot. Um, Brock and Brandon, you've actually raced against them uh, here at Devil, here in uh, uh, right here in Grand Forks. Mm-hmm. Um, but they used to race. They used to take their hobby stock, change it over to a street stock in one yeah. night, and race in Mandan. And then that's a Saturday night. Then they'd come home, change it that night, wake up Sunday, and race hobby stock in in uh, in mine out there. They did that for a full year one time. Yeah. Wow. But, the reason why I say that this kid's a wheel man, because I, those guys I've watched, right? I've watched Brandon Beater go down the IMC Super Nationals and win heats and win. I mean, he's a, he's a, oh, he won the Winter Nationals, I think it was one, one year. Um, Brandon Beater is a wheel man. Mm-hmm. He came up here. Brandon's been now doing Darn TV, uh, and his kid Max runs now. Yep, yep. Um, but uh, Brandon came up here one time, and when, when we had hobby stocks here, it was him and, him and, him and Brock. And it was in his heat, 
And you, are, I mean, that's how I'd be like, this kid's going to be really good. You hold off these two veteran drivers, and there's a lot more in that class, don't get me wrong, but those are the two that I know the most that have pretty successful careers in the hobby stock division. Um, to hold those two guys off, that's a pretty substantial feat. And, and he did it. I mean, so that's where you look at this guy, like, he's just getting mm-hmm. started, really. Right. Oh, sure, sure. You and, know? and, you know, we keep getting texts, uh, Brody, about your dad. Um, but you are off to a, an incredible oh, start. Amazing start. Where, you know, it's probably not going to be as long as it took him to get all these great posts about him and, and texts, but um, you're going to be the guy they're going to be talking to in the future. Uh, so, Stephen hey, Ader says, yeah. I remember when my dad and Bobby raced each other, and, and I want to get this one a couple get here. It, get it. Uh, Kevin Pappenfuss, my last feature win was in Mike Jeffers' car after I retired. I was so shocked when I won because – uh, I had to get by Bobby for the win, and that was hard because he was so dominant. Uh, and Stephen Ader Olson, Billy Schletter wants to know who's going to win the Stanley Cup. Uh, all I know is not a Canadian team. <laughs> what is <laughs> that? What that wasn't was for Stephen Jesus. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. He's a Canadian guy. So knowing that, now we're trying to we're trying to groom him a little bit as announcers to get more out of you because you just. This little thing is going to grow and grow and grow. You're going to have to do a lot more victory lanes, my friend. Mm-hmm. So get ready for that because that's coming. I can see that happening, and and you're going to have a lot of fun with those. So start smiling a little bit inside there. That's going to be good. Oh, look at that. Crap, I got hey, a smile wow, right wow. there. How about that? Boom. Where's that button? Yeah, uh, Give me that. Thank you. There All right. There go. Oh, don't shut it off now. Yeah, yeah I just got it going. All you right. know, and the thing is, um, have you talked to him in, in Victory Lane anywhere? He won here in Grand Forks. Yeah. Okay, oh, that's right. Okay, yeah. so I don't remember. Was he excited? About the same right now. Yeah. Ooh. I think Dad was more Settle excited down, coming <laughs> coming around with the four-wheeler than he was. Oh, I bet. I bet. But, but not saying he wasn't excited. Like, this is how he is. So mm-hmm. if you're out there in TV world think that this is an excitement, this is actually this is a pretty standard right now. So inside, he's a duck in a pond. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I can see you were, the emotion was there, the excitement was there. We just didn't know what to talk about. So we just kind of leveled it off. Sure. So. That's, that's kind of what you have to do. Yeah. Um, what was it like your first win here at River City Speedway? Oh, it was great. I've been, I've grown up, I've grown up watching it here and, uh, Actually, racing on the track is just amazing. I loved it. Did you, did you get goosebumps? You drove onto it the first time. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like, "Wow, I'm really here racing on this track." Yeah, like a lot of real. a lot of guys in that IMCA world that we run that race at the end of the year. Um, it's a bucket list race for them to come race here because not not a lot of opportunities happen here. So just to even get on there to show how much success your dad had in the Hall of Famer to, for you to come on there. Do you change your mindset that it's a must? No, I mean, obviously everything's a must win, but you really want to win at this one. Yeah, it's, yeah. I really want to because, like, as you said, my dad's a Hall of Famer, and yeah. uh, I kind of want to make my mark. As Amen. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah I like you're it. Kidding. Yes. How many? Do you know how many features you have won now in your short career? Well, since like hobby stock or yeah, just like whatever, because um, what's he's got ninety seven career wins. In my four years racing hobby stocks, I have twenty six. Ain't gonna be long, Bobby. He, he's gonna. He's gonna quiet as I think I've ever seen the guy. Quite often. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, he's right there already. I think uh, with his go kart wins, uh, it's like eighty seven or something like that. Uh, <laughs> it's enough, but uh, he ain't gonna get to count them. <laughs> I know that's yep, yep, yep. We got to make a vice center on that. And we so, wanted to talk about. Sorry, John. We want to talk about the win thing, the, the win streak. Yes, Mention let's, that. Let's uh, correct that. Um, it, I, it was either 58 years or 68 years, the history at Red River Valley Speedway. Brody set the record as the youngest feature winner ever. And also, at the end of the year, was the youngest points champion ever. Yeah. Wow. And it was a very short time thereafter that he had got that award that uh, Donnie Schatz's niece won her, I would assume, first feature at Red yep. River Valley Speedway. And dethroned Brody for that award by two, three weeks. Right. In all fairness to them and, and, and their team. Uh, but you held it for a little bit. Yeah, no probably kidding. Probably never, yeah, ever, that. ever no. be upset it. So. No. And honestly, having, you know, you're wearing a shirt, you, you're having somebody with a shot's name win. It's not, you can't feel bad about that. I mean, there, there's a lot of experience there in that camp. 
um, to take care of it. But yeah. still. Right future for them two. Oh, girls my too. gosh. Um, but I, I think you have an awesome future, too, with oh, what you're doing. Sure. My for goodness. Sure. You know, it, it's got to be uh, dad proud. Um, I, I, you know, my son didn't have a couldn't care less about racing. Uh, he was a baseball player and a hockey player, played pro ball and all that kind of stuff. And, and I had a lot of dad proud moments in my life. Chad's going through it now, too. But um, yeah. how cool is it? To be that guy, like you know, like he said, he thought maybe you were a little more excited at that at that win at River Cities than maybe the the kid was. But um, how freaking cool is it? I mean, it's good stuff. You, know, you almost wow. want to cry and you get the chills and you get yeah. all that stuff going at the same time. It's just like I don't know if I should pucker up and poop or what I should do <laughs> yeah. because there's yeah. so much excitement. But it, it's crazy, isn't it? You know, in all in all fairness to to uh, our family, uh, my youngest son mm-hmm. is uh, two years younger than Brody. And uh, just was, and still probably is, just one heck of a, a talented young racer, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Restarted when he was five, which was the youngest, and Brody was seven at the time. Okay. And uh, one of Dad's faults is too competitive. Yeah. Whether oh, yeah. playing Monopoly or racing. Oh, it's, yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. It's all the same. Right? <laughs> so, Damn it, it's my turn to win life. God. <laughs> <laughs> We would uh, we'd go to place. one funny story about the kids. We'd go to uh, Fargo on Monday nights, and they'd race carts. <clears throat> Fargo does a little bit different on the karting. You race for your experience level. Mm-hmm. Yep. Age really doesn't matter a lot, but experience, which is fine. So there was times that Reese, at five years old, would race his brother in, in the carts. Sure. And uh, there was a McDonald's that was about two miles down the way on the way home. So if, and I probably never should let this happen because it caused the truck to have to stop on the way home a few times. <laughs> but whoever, whoever won that night, yeah. when we stopped at McDonald's to get supper on the way home, if they won, they got two extra nuggets in their meal. Oh, <laughs> boy. The other guy got measly four nuggets. <laughs> so it, uh, it, it was uh, quite... Maddening at times, and yet you look back at it now and you almost get tears in your eyes <laughs> laughing because Breeze at five years old whooped up on his brother. And I only have sauce for six. Yeah, on, on the way home, it was pretty quiet and somber, you know, and I, he didn't want to poke the bear. You yeah, know? sure, sure. And out of the blue, little Reezy boy looks over and says, Brody, you know what I'm doing? Brody couldn't even answer because you know, the anger was just wide open. And Reese says, I'm eating my fifth and my sixth nugget. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and, and with the slingshots, uh, geez, we had, to, we had a motorhome at the time. We were using to pull them, and we'd race out in Jamestown with them slingshots on a Saturday night. And, yeah. Uh, there was a couple times as they got older that I think we stopped in Valley City or on the side of the interstate and had to break up an argument or a fight. <laughs> that, that was going to be my next question. <laughs> the competitiveness was... Uh, was wide open. But, yeah. You know, now, is he still race? You know, I mean, he could. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I tell him at least once a month. Yep. You know, don't. I don't ever want you to feel that you don't have the same opportunities. You're right, right. And out of the blue one day, Reese is very athletic. Um, he just said, I want to concentrate on playing sports. There's nothing wrong with yeah. that. You can't no. force your kids. No. Yeah. No, that, there's nothing wrong with that. Now, if it boiled down to it and your little brother pisses you off now, can you beat him up? You know, it goes half and half. It does, huh? Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. Uh, you got to learn how to fight dirtier. <laughs> Jesus, John. He's <laughs> a little brother. Good. Um, yeah. So we yeah, know your dad. Saying, stay after. I'm going to teach you some moves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, come on my show. That's the last thing you want to do as a parent. Um, so not only do you have your dad helping you on the car, but does anybody else help you? Is there just kind of a family deal here? Well, Tim Berg um, comes sure. with us on Thursdays and Ada, and he helps a lot. So, yeah, and uh, you think just like a lot of people around the track sometimes help. Mm-hmm. But and, and, and you know, awesome. we always talk about the family aspect of it and, and how yes. certain sanctioning bodies and groups, are, they all get – but is it that way with you two running with these IMCA guys? I mean, if, if somebody's got an issue, you'll do what you can to help and vice versa. Well, yeah, I have two friends that race, one sport mod, one hobby. Mm-hmm. I like to help them a lot. Sure. They're fairly new. They're newer than me. Okay. So I just try to help them as like get the feel of everything and stuff like that. Right. Um, sponsors, did you bring your cheat sheet? 
No. Nope. Can you name your sponsors? Broken Drum. Hey, how about that? Gateway Gotta Cynics. love the drum. My dad owns Gateway Cynic, so we got that on the car. Yep. Um, precision, you know, plumbing and heating. And I can't remember the rest. <laughs> you know, when you... When That's you, okay. Yeah. When you when you mentioned Gateway Cynics, uh many, many years ago, um, not only was I in radio, but I was also, I worked out at Wells Concrete. And I was there for 20 years as a foreman, but... Um, there was another guy that worked there at that time. His name was Bob. He had longer black, a little bit longer black hair, but I used to talk to him. I don't know if he was a manager or something, um, but I was running that um, Enduro series that they had at Buffalo River way back in the day. And Gateway Senex actually was one of my sponsors. Maybe you didn't know that, but um, I went to this guy. And basically, what he did was gave me a bunch of used tires, um, oil, things like that, you know, sure. no money, but the, the things you kind of need. Yeah. And uh, for a long time, I thought his name was Bob Eckert, but it wasn't. Um, but, uh, yeah, that, that's, that's funny that, uh, that that happened that way. Yeah. Well, that was pretty cool back in the day. Heck, yeah. It used to be Highway Host Standard back in the day. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Wow. How long you been there? I started working there in 1986. My wife and I bought it in 95. Okay, so Perry was there then. Yes. Yeah. No, uh, Perry is in the, was work for Lauren Dusterhoff. Oh, okay. Demers. Okay. Okay. I thought he was out of Gateway. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, oh no. Yeah, it was Demers. That's yeah. it. It was Demers. I was thinking. Jesus, eighties. Eighties. I tell yeah. you what. Um, um, you got any questions? I, I, I'm, I I'm about him. out. I think this was cool. I know I got here late, but it's just cool because the 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 amount of history that's in this room right now is pretty neat. Um, and not only with Bobby, but being one of the youngest winning drivers yeah. in, in Red River Valley Speedway and being the youngest points champion in Red River Valley Speedway, we got to really note that. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially, everybody looks at hobby stocks as a beginner thing, but there's a lot of old legend drivers that drive oh, hobby stocks. Hell socks. yeah, and if you were looking at the pictures in the background, you can yeah. see the car. Um, you're... you're you're not a bragger or, or a loud mouth, obviously. <laughs> no, he's um, very quiet. You're pretty humble, aren't you? Yes, very um, what happens? I mean, do you even get excited when you win a track championship? Oh yeah, yeah, I can tell. Yeah, oh yeah. There's there's a little more excitement there. Yeah. I said like, oh yeah, I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding. Well, <laughs> at least he didn't look he, at somebody else for an answer. Yeah, right? no, he'll he'll get there. I oh, mean, for sure. For the sure. more he wins, the more he comes down. I've gotten guys now to come down to Victory Lane and hug me. They know they didn't used to do that before, so. You got to make the emotion come out of you a little bit, mm-hmm. but you will get there, dude, because you're just going to keep on winning. And it doesn't, honestly, if you move up to a mod, I, ho- I hope you try it this year. I know you're going to try it this year and watch out for the race nights. Be careful you don't, you know, screw mm-hmm. up the rookie of the year next year. But the way you drive that hobby stock and the way you're going to drive the wheelman behind you in, in your competition with you, you're going to be very, very successful. And I can't wait to see that happen. Yeah. And, and, yep. and you know, um, I don't know who your favorite driver is. If you've tried to model yourself after anybody, I'm kind of guessing I have an idea. But um, uh, especially when it comes to Victory Lane, you can kind of watch some of the guys that have been there over and over and over again. So if you ever do learn uh, or try to get any hints about Victory Lane, just don't follow Mark Dobmeyer because if you grab Chad's ass during an uh, interview in Victory Lane, I don't think he'd like it. (laughs) No, I I get the woo-hoos. So, Mark, I was woo-hoo! You know, that was a little... A little something there, but no, I, the emotion will come out later. You'll find the big wins, and, and it'll just keep on happening for you. And you got a lot of support, man, so just soak it up like a sponge like I told you. I can't mm-hmm. wait to watch this happen. Yeah, I can't either. It's yep. going to be great. Uh, awesome having both you guys on the show. This was cool. Uh, it, it just, he I called me this morning. Oh, did and he? It, yeah, because he's like, are you going to be there? And I'm like, well, right now it's crazy busy. Yeah. And then I didn't, I didn't expect some unwanted visitors today. Mm-hmm. So not unwanted, just not that today was the wrong day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and I had everything lined out. Like, okay, I'm gonna do this, this. Okay, everybody's going. Okay, I'm gonna leave at 10:45. Like I usually do. I'll be here at like 11. And then they showed up, and I'm like, oh, okay. Let's text real quick, and they say I gotta do this. But no, I wanted to be here for this one because these are cool guys. I I know them both. So. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Corey Palm says need to get Brody in a wingless sprint. I don't think the old man would be too happy about that. I don't dislike him, but you know, when I go back to my history, what I'm comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. Maybe a little out of your wheelhouse a little bit. Exactly. Okay. Yep. 
Um, yeah. We were supposed to have Mark Dobmeyer on the show next week. I don't know if I'm going to be here. Um, we're going to work on a replacement. Yes. Yep. Um, he has, he's got to get back down uh, to the cities for another doctor's appointment, which is okay because we want to see him race the following day, hopefully. But uh, yeah. tell you what, folks, uh, all you people that have been texting and everything, uh, if you've got any ideas for a show next week, because you might be the host. I'm not sure if I'll even be here. But right. uh, Feel free to oh, text it's going to go downhill quick. Yeah. <laughs> Feel free to text us if you know somebody that uh, might make a good guest on a Dirty Thursday brought to you by River City Speedway. Shoot us a text, uh, and, and, and we'll see what we can do. But right now, we're really kind of up in the air with um, who we're going to have on next week. But yeah. uh, Josh yeah. Parker, if you're out there, you want to come on? Let's get her done. Yeah. All right. You know, you know what to do. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, Brody, Bobby, you guys, uh, I know you're going to have another fantastic year this year. Uh, running two cars is going to be great. Uh, I'm looking forward to watching you at River City Speedway this yes, year. Yes, um, yes, Bobby, yes. I have been uh, dreaming about this day for a long time to get you on here. Uh, you can't go a Friday night without hearing his name for some no. reason. He hasn't raced forever, but you still hear his name if all the time. If you want to find him, if he's there, if Brody's not racing, he's in one spot the whole time. That's where he sits. I know exactly where mm-hmm. it's at. Yep. Yep. Right in the middle. Hall of Famer. Can't miss them. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate it, guys. No, thank you, guys. It's awesome to talk to you guys like this. It's yeah. cool. Uh, there you go. Brody Eckert, Bobby Eckert. Good luck, dude. Yeah. Thank the you. B1 and the B2 on a Dirty Thursday brought to you by River City Speedway. Thank you guys for coming in. Uh, and also, we want to give Rumors a big shout out. Rumors been on Dirty Thursday uh, from the beginning. Man, BT and the crew over there. Uh, hey, you know, Rumors is really into horse racing. Well, round two of the Triple Crown is this weekend. The Preakness is this Saturday. They're going to open the doors at Rumors at 9 a.m. So you can go in there and get your bets in. Listen to this. $9 breakfast burgers from 10 to 1 today. $3 pounders all day and a buck fifty tacos all day long. Rumors Sports Bar and Casino. Go check it out. Uh, boy, what a great place to watch the Preakness, huh? Uh, Rumor Sports Bar and Casino. All right, let's see. Uh, quick reminder, Fork Sports Highway is on tonight at 6.30. I tell you what, Monty and Bill and the crew, probably one of the best sports shows you will ever see. Check it out, 6.30 tonight. Remember to like, share, tag, and follow us, okay? Hit that notification bell on your smartphone. You'll never miss a show that way. Hey, the Grand Cities is a very awesome place. Grand Fork's best source is giving it an identity again.